self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I still have a little bit of the itis, also known as Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another fantastic episode. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. We didn't have any this week. I guess y'all were eating too much turkey, <laughs> which is understandable. I smoked some ribs for Thanksgiving. You gotta be different. Why ribs? Because ribs is delicious. Ribs I mean, are delicious. You don't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? I feel like ribs are less salty than ham. Okay. And so ribs. Ribs are delicious. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I went to. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I went to. You know, my family has their regular dinner, and my brother's girlfriend was there. For the Lord. first time, <laughs> I also moved some stuff around, which flew up a bunch of um, dust and fucked my allergies up. So you probably gonna hear a lot of sneezing. I apologize ahead of time. Um, yeah. So he, we, we met the. Uh, she's a. So here's the thing. My brother, his first wife was Japanese. We've had plenty of white women come to t- to dinner. So her being white was never a thing. She looks a little older than what she is. That was a thing. Um, she was nice. I mean, she was uh She's one of them real peppy white women. And so I don't know how long that's going to last because my brother is the complete opposite of pep. <laughs> like way on. A, and he you can tell he tries to match her peppiness but it just comes across very awkwardly because it's not who he is like she's just like like just very peppy very peppy um but i mean you know she was she was she was all right she um actually she they stayed long like (laughs) so of course my friend we're very nice we're very welcoming so we were that but normally we would all get together afterwards, like when they left and have a conversation. Them niggas stayed. Like when I left, they were still there. And I was like, we just gonna talk about it later. <laughs> cause she, cause me and my cousin um, drove up from Birmingham to Huntsville and we were coming back that same night. And so we were like, shit, we gotta go. <laughs> like it's getting late. <laughs> they're not gonna leave and she lives in Huntsville so like they didn't have a long drive where you know I'm sure he stayed with her that night but yeah I mean she seemed like she you know she's all right guess what they met and you know what everybody kept looking at me like I'm some kind of fucking monster because I kept saying that my brother don't go no goddamn where and they had to have met online because he don't do shit and everybody was like like that was just so crazy they met online but guess what website Mm, hold on not tinder not bumble plenty of fish yes yeah they met on plenty (laughs) of fish and if you don't listen 
there's a lot of dating websites out there, but there's like a hierarchy. I feel like Plenty of Fish at the bottom. Plenty of Fish has a lot of prisoners. <laughs> like I got off of Plenty of Fish long ago um, because it's just a shitty site. But that's where they met at. Met on Plenty of Fish. Um, Plenty of Fish uh, don't really respect your race choices. <laughs> no. <laughs> like if you choose just black people. White people still pop up along the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I choose just black people most of the time. I mean, when I'm on Tinder or Bumble, I I swipe the white girls away. I, <laughs> I do even, too. I do with the white men. I don't. Sometimes either. I might stop on one and just read the profile to see what they're talking about. So they're talking about horses and going <laughs> to the gun range and <laughs> you know whatever they're talking about. They they talk about that white folks shit here yes. in Alabama. Uh, and you might have a, but the white girls that ain't that make sure you know they ain't that. They yeah. say some shit like didn't vote for Trump. Don't come around here with that shit. Like <laughs> they, it be right on their pro. Like they want you to know. Like no, this it's ain't like that. They they like they whiteness is a problem. It's like I want y'all to know other people that I'm I'm not like them. One thing that did sit wrong with me with her though. I feel like if I, I I don't I don't date white men, but if I used to, I mean I have in the past dated white men. I'm still me, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I don't feel like I have to be white. Uh, what I don't know. Anyway, what rubbed me wrong? The one it was a couple of things, but the main thing was that I heard her. <laughs> Telling my uncle, oh yeah, uh, all my friends said that you know I I'm not really white, and at my daughter's wedding they announced me as OG Kathy. I was like, why? You know she got to quantify, but her. you don't have to quantify because yeah. now I look at you different when well, you do that. You fucking white, just be white. Like that's not how it work. We know that, but they don't know that. They that don't. They feel so isolated that they need to to qualify they they presence to when they with black people, especially in bulk. <laughs> they got to like you can't let black folks think that you ain't down with the brown. Like but dating like, that person ain't enough. I never around any of, of my white friends or I don't think I've ever met nobody white. I ain't never got that far me nobody white family, but I wouldn't go in there trying to be like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Faith Hill is the greatest artist there. Like I'm not gonna go in there and not be who I am. We don't gotta do that because we cool as fuck. <laughs> what do you mean? We never have to do that. We're the cool ones. We the ones that people want to fit in with. We don't want to fit in with white. No. It's a few isolated of us who, you know, got some screws loose who who do. But for the most part, like, you should be happy where you at. But it's the same on the white side. There are white people that don't want to fit in with white. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. but we the cool ones. Yeah. So yeah. if white people don't want to fit in with white, they got to prove to us that they down. Right? It's like, it's like the olden days. It's like back in the lifetimes with Eddie Murphy and Martin, back in those days. Oh, yeah. A white person, they, they got to prove that they down. But you don't have to do that They got that to bring now. the booze. <laughs> they got to bring some black women with them. Or they got to bring some food. They got to do something for people to be like, we're going to let you in. But it's a pistol on you at all times. <laughs> but you don't we 
ain't got to do, do that, that man. When we walk in, when we walk in, <laughs> we just cool. We can be what we can be whatever the hell we want to be. We can be we can act white. We can act black. We can be down. We can talk about rap. We can make racist jokes. <laughs> we can do all that shit when we were white people. White people can't do that shit with us, so they got to prove themselves in other ways. I hate when they do that, though, because it's like, motherfucker, just be you. So when she did that, all of us kind of looked at each other like, oh, gee, what the fuck? <laughs> what I tell you, this is like the whitest woman ever. There's nothing black about you. If your friends are telling you that you are black, then your friends don't know what black is because you white as fuck. Okay, let me... <laughs> So that kind of, I hate when people do just be yourself. Look, he he like you. He brought you over here. We've been nice to you. Don't do this shucking and jiving shit. Don't do that. Because <laughs> now I'm side-eyeing you. Now I look at you like this, bitch. I understand the shucking and jiving. <laughs> I'm expecting it. I'm waiting for it. And I frankly, I want to gauge the creativity. <laughs> How creative are you? Oh, gee. I was like... Okay. She had to do, but but if it's true, I mean the problem is that she said it, but she did something to be regarded as OG. So I assume that means her daughter married a black person. He, she did it. Her daughter married a white man. Exactly. Then why the fuck? Exactly. I don't think it happened. I think she did that so that we would be like, OG, okay. How like, did you find out that she met the daughter married a white man? I scoped out her fucking Facebook before she got this. So she got more it. than one daughter? No. She got one daughter that married a white man and they introduced her as OG. OG to white people gotta be different than OG to black people. <laughs> I don't know. I just... OG... What could OG mean to white people? I don't know. Like, for anybody listening that don't know what OG is, for black people, it's original gangster, which, again, this is the whitest woman in America. There's nothing gangster about her, so I don't understand. Original gang green. (laughs) What? Maybe she got a family history of poor circulation that's led to (laughs) the the tissue in their feet dying off and having to have some of their toes and maybe partial foot removal. I hope that's not it because that's sad as fuck. And that ain't nothing to celebrate. <laughs> it ain't letting me be like, oh, gee, <laughs> not for that. I don't know, but I, you know, I I really, that irritates me. Just be who you are. Like, obviously. No, you, don't be who you are. You Be who you are. Do not be who you don't are. Don't come in here if shucking If you're not driving. proud of who you are, don't be that person. <laughs> be who you believe you would like to be and then pretend to be that person. Now, if you don't do good at it, we going to call you on it. But don't be, if you don't like yourself, nobody go in there being, hey, everybody, I'm a dickhead. Well, I curse at people for nothing. I can't manage my anger and my frustration. And sometimes <laughs> I cry in the closet <laughs> just because I, there's nobody in my house, but I don't want to cry in common spaces so that I remember that I was crying there last time. So I just go into the closet and do it. You don't have to do that, but you also don't have to shuck a job. But like, listen, I guess it could be worse. At my new job, there was a uh, kid that said they didn't want no white, I don't want no white doctor, I don't want no white nurse. The problem with this is that they were white. And we was like, what? (laughs) Fuck is you talking about? Do you know that you're white? Is that part of the issue that you don't 
She didn't trust white people. <laughs> she was a little white girl that didn't trust white people. <laughs> so, I guess, I don't know. That kind of, I don't like that. I just don't, just be who you are. Like, you don't, or just don't say nothing about it. If we ain't brought up nothing about you being white, it ain't seem like it's the issue, then just eat your food and hush. Like, <laughs> it's not necessary. But she's like one of them, like, I don't know. She's like a giddy white person. Like, she would annoy me. And I was actually supposed to, she wanted to meet me. My They went to uh, Six Flags, and I was going to go, but it rained. And so I didn't go. But I couldn't have walked around with them all day. That shit would have drove me the fuck crazy. Like, she wanted them giddy for no reason. White people like, why the f- Sit down. <laughs> Look what you doing. Stop. Stop it. I don't know. We'll see. I don't see it lasting. Not because she's not. It has nothing to do with her being white, but their personalities are. And I know people say opposite track, but there's a range. I feel like where where you need to be opposite, and they're like on the extreme ends of the spectrum. And I just don't know that that's gonna work. Um, she probably got money. We were trying to figure that. Let listen. Them niggas been traveling a lot. Because that was another thing. She was like, yeah, I'm getting him out of his, you know, his shell. He likes to just sit around. But I like to travel and go. They didn't went to a number of places since they've been dating. Like, and I don't know who footing the bill, but I'm going to assume it's her. <laughs> so. It's um, got to be her. He don't even. What's his appeal? He a 40-something-year-old man that live with his mama? Yes. That's about the size of it. But I so the way that she was talking, first of all, she date black men. It seemed like exclusively, and like hood ass black men. So he's the complete opposite of that. And so one of the things she was like, actually, she said she curved him when he first started sending her messages because she was like, nobody can be this nice and like chill. And I was like, no, nah, that's him every day of his life. She's like, I'm beginning to see that. So I think her appeal. Is that he ain't a dickhead. I think she been dating a whole lot of hood ass black men. And he, he again, he's the complete opposite of that. But if you used to dating dickheads, that niceness, it, it don't last. Like you ain't going to, you appreciate it. But then. Mm. That means she waiting for that uppercut over the stove. Yeah. For whatever and, he, whatever she do. Is something burning in there? Come in there, just uppercut. <laughs> Boop, told you about fucking up the food. Then, that will never happen with him though like of course not he's not that dude at all so i think her appeal for him or his appeal to her is how nice he is and i think that initially she probably thought it was like an act but he really is just a nice boring dude like that's just who he is like he don't go nowhere literally my brother goes from my parents house to work from work to my parents' house. Like, since he been, he's been dating her, it's been like a shake-up, and he's been going to Georgia and Tennessee and all of this shit. But prior to her, like, this nigga don't do nothing. So, and you know what? They were sitting by, I can't see them as a couple. Like, you know when you see people together, you could kind of see them coupled up, and you could kind of, you know, they, I can't see it. Like, I can't see... And my uncle, my uncle is, he didn't say this when she was there, but so she had to work apparently on Thanksgiving day. She sits with old people and so she didn't get off till three. So we were at the house 
prior to her getting off with my brother and my uncle was like she get you to travel she that must be some good stuff and of course because <laughs> my uncle say inappropriate shit all the time we were all just like Ugh, i can't see it i can't see it i can't see it like listen ladies boring is boring chill is chill you know it might not get that much action but it's better than getting your sister fucked in your car abandoned in a ditch which happens jesus christ when you got goons in your life okay <laughs> you does. got a warrant out for your car you get pulled over by the police there's a warrant out for this uh this vehicle is <laughs> eluding the police for several weeks now and you don't know what the fuck going on oh jesus run drill god damn it <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> bo boring is boring but it all it's also safe that will never happen with my brother like when i tell you the most now he is a very selfish person so what i can see happening is him slowly um just being real selfish he's just a selfish ass motherfucker so that kind of shit yes but like hitting her yelling at her like that kind of shit that ain't him that he not that dude <laughs> he not that dude at all my brother watched star trek <laughs> like he fucking he no that's not who he is so i think the appeal right now is that he is actually a genuinely nice guy i feel like that appeal is gonna wear off for her if she used to dealing with dickheads because he never gonna become what she's used to i don't know we don't know her story she might have had two shut black eyes got down the last time she was in the I hospital can't. and said, I'll never put myself in this position again. And then she done found her. A, but her son, she dude. has a son and a daughter. They're both white, white. Their dad is obviously white. But she's just been with niggas. I don't know where the change came. Like, because the way she act now, you would expect her to have some mixed kids. Is she from Alabama? Demopolis. They might be her uncle kids. <laughs> or maybe her cousin. Oh, <laughs> we in Alabama, man. It is Alabama. There's a high rate of, of white incest. incest. It is. But I, black molestation. White incest. <laughs> I I think their dad is just white and like maybe maybe she was doing that because her family don't approve and then when she got to be older she was just like fuck y'all i'm getting some niggas <laughs> like i don't know i don't know i really don't but she all right you know the the whole sucking and jiving thing kind of rubbed me wrong and she's a lot more peppy than what i could deal with on a regular basis but whatever. listen melanin is just so much more glorious than everything out there <laughs> You know, you get some, you take a, a fine, dark specimen and rub some oil and juices all over her or him. If that's yeah. your flavor for the women. Yeah. And let the sun shine on them. They look amazing. Immaculate. Yes. White people are almost going to die. And they look like chicken. That ultraviolet ray, that shit getting into their skin, about to get in melanoma. They look like raw chicken. Like, if like have you seen one look, of them grease for up? For them to look appealing, they have to be tanned somehow. They have to have some kind of, like, dark component to it. But, like, if you put, like, a Conan O'Brien pasty-looking motherfucker out Ugh. there, he just gonna look weird. Yeah. That melanin, like, I don't see how you can look at... Like, the only way you can look at 
what I described and not like it is that you are deeply conditioned to believe the person underneath that melanin is far superior, far inferior than you. That's the only way. <laughs> I bet it's a racist out there who be seeing pictures of, of uh, Serena Williams or whoever your favorite sexy person is that's black. I bet some racists be like, damn, I wish I wasn't racist. <laughs> but damn, that's a nigger. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like that got to be the case. It's just, I, I don't think there's no way to condition yourself out of sex. Like, it's the same way the slave masters was having sex with slaves. They were. And they probably barely got showers, was stinking, yeah. sweating all the time. And they were pulling them in and have sex with them. Like, it, I don't think there is a way for you to, like, racism your way out of a, a, <laughs> acknowledging somebody's attractiveness. I don't know. I just hate that it had to be rape, but, you know, whatever. She went on this long thing about how much she loves Lizzo and that she listens to Lizzo all the time. And I was like, okay, I mean, Lizzo cool. I love Lizzo. And then she started singing Truth Hurts. And uh, I was like, this is unnecessary. I just said I like it. You like it. We good. <laughs> I don't date white people, but if I was dating a white person, I'm trying to think of how I would be in there with they folks. You know what I'm saying? The fuck? <laughs> what the hell you pull out your hair? Some oh shit! Something that fell out of the tree. This what is? This is the problem with having natural hair. And I'm always terrified there's gonna be stuff in my hair. But I just felt like, what the fuck is this? It's some straw. That's why Thought you know. That's stick. why. That's why they say white people smell like dogs, because they hair so thin that everything from the outside can get oh, in yeah. odors and everything too. <laughs> your hair probably your hair probably smell different after you wash it like this than it do when you um have it curly. Oh yeah, I'm washing this shit too. Can't nothing infiltrate it. Yeah. But you pulling whole bushes out of your hair. Yeah, man. I don't know what the fuck. It's from the tree when I came up in your. Walking up this way, you got all of this straw shit that. Because <laughs> the sky fell out last night for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be like fucking 44. This has nothing to do with anything. It's going to cold as fuck tomorrow, though. I but, feel like if I was sitting with a white family, I'd be, I'd be asking them set up questions. <laughs> I'm going to set them up with questions so they can ask me something so I can let them know about oppression. <laughs> Like, I'm going to be like, so where's your family uh, origin from? What country? <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, well, we have some roots in Europe. We got a little bit of Irish in our blood. What about you? I don't know. <laughs> My ancestors were snatched up from Africa. I can't stand your <laughs> Make dinner awkward as fuck. Oh, it would okay. Be yeah. Have you thought about doing that? Uh, Twenty Three and Me or Ancestry dot com? No, they kind of like own your DNA. <laughs> My people were owned before. <laughs> Don't think I want that again. <laughs> Don't know what that's gonna be like. New age slavery might be intellectual and and genetics. <laughs> oh you know what I'm saying? God. When the technology to clone start taking off and really is a thing, and you can start choosing genes and shit. I don't want my I don't want my goddamn gene pool to be an option. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want the 23andMe motherfuckers to be like, we have all of your DNA. <laughs> we can clone you or we can take qualities from you. I don't know. That shit, something going to happen in the year 3000. 
Well, I didn't do it, but my brother did. I tell you, we like ninety eight percent West African. Uh huh. And like only two, we black as fuck. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of mixture. We were black, black. Um. So they got his DNA. They ain't got mine, but we got the same parents. So I was like, oh, okay, his results are my results anyway. <laughs> so yeah, same. They probably gonna try to keep all the black people DNA, and they gonna try to extract the gene that give you melanin, and then they gonna put it in the white people. I don't think that's gonna look right though. It ain't gonna look right, but they gonna be blocked from the sun. You see them women that uh that want there's a lady that wanted to be black and she like I don't know, she tanned her skin that way. She got I like, know it ain't gonna look right. No. It, it ain't gonna look right, but looked, they gonna be protected from the sun. Them <laughs> UV rays. No more melanoma. <laughs> How was your week? It's like get out. It's you. like they're trying to take the best parts of the black person and use it for themselves. <laughs> How was your week? My week was uh, average. I cooked Thanksgiving food for like a Friendsgiving situation. Um, I hate I missed that. Oh, that being said, there was a viral post going around saying wings giving. <laughs> 20 wings. Everybody bring 20 rings of whatever flavor they want to bring. And it's just a whole wing thing. Oh, that would have been cool, though. We are doing that for New Year's Eve. Okay. I'm already, um, I'm getting, uh, the Mardi Gras wings, that's, I'm already, I call. Okay. I call Mardi Gras wings. Look, it's, it's at least 10 other people coming, so <laughs> I don't know what kind of wings they bringing, but bring whatever wings just you want. Fuck it. Listen, if you live near Publix, go and get some Mardi Gras wings. They fucking amazing. You put me on to those. I ate them. I tapped into that and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's delicious. It was Publix amazing. Mardi Gras wings. Call ahead of time Jesus. and ask them to cook them because sometimes them motherfuckers be gone, gone. Because they're delicious. They are delicious. <laughs> My God. We doing that. Uh, government name, nerd plate. Let's do it. We are. Oh, are we doing uh, the gas about a year in? Y'all want a year in show? I'm down for it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and we didn't do one last year, did we? No, we didn't do one last year. So I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we didn't. I feel like we talked about it and then it just <laughs> never happened, which is how a lot of shit goes with us. So, um, but yeah, um, okay. Well, we didn't have any letters this week. Again, I'm gonna assume because it was a holiday week. But if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account which is conversationcallartists at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook Conversation Call Artists and send it to us that way. So, you know, they're always viral posts. So this week I just thought we were going to go through some viral posts and give some commentary on some viral okay. postings. Um, and y'all might not have seen these posts. They might not have been that level of viral, but they at least viral for the little entertainment groups that I'm in and whatnot. Uh, first one. Girls are shit with birthday gifts. You'll hint for a Rolex all year and she'll turn up with a jar that's filled with 22 things she loves about you. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> because we're more sentimental. A Rolex isn't sentimental. But why would your sentimentalness be why you respond to a person that's not sentimental or <laughs> sentimentalness? Like, if you buy a gift for yourself, okay. But if you buy a gift for somebody else, it's like... Except that I'm sentimental and accept this sentimental gift even though you're not sentimental. Um, yeah, I mean, when I give gifts, 
in relationships, I, I try to make it. I ain't did no 22. I probably couldn't think of 22 things I like about anybody I've been with. But I have done stuff like got um, pick old pictures and like had them redone, like that kind of thing. Now, would they probably have preferred like a PlayStation 3 game because it would have been like PlayStation 3 or 2 at the time? Sure. <laughs> But I felt like that would mean more. I like to do stuff that's going to make me be memorable. Buying you a PlayStation game is not memorable. Once you beat the game, you'll give a fuck about that shit no more. But you have it forever. No, you don't. You probably resell that shit. Xbox 360 games right there. Look at them. (laughs) I bought them for my damn self. But if a woman had bought them for me, I'd be able to tell you, oh, yeah, such and such bought that for me. I guarantee you that is two games there. You have had way more games. I guarantee you sold back more games than you kept. I have. I don't even know why they right here. <laughs> but I don't get rid of things other people have bought for me. <laughs> so I would not have gotten rid of games that if somebody bought them for me, I would have them for the long ride until I lose them or, or whatever. Women do try to be sentimental. We do. So that is... A realistic one because I do that shit. But like again, it wouldn't have been no twenty-two thing. I don't even... A dude in the comments said, "Meanwhile, she wants to celebrate her birthday fifty-six days before and fourteen days after." <laughs> yeah, I don't do the birthday. Oh, so by the time y'all listen to this, the next day will be my birthday. I'll be thirty-five. I don't do a birthday month. I do that day, and I gotta go. I'm working, so I don't even know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Well, and if Shogun, you have nothing else to do, we can go get some food. We go get some. You know what? Shogun and uh, Cole Jackson's birthday next week too. Oh, y'all December birthday. Yeah, the beginning of December. So I have to go do something. But I don't yeah. do that whole birthday month. So for what? I was born on the fourth. I'm gonna celebrate on the fourth. Or I might do like the weekend after my birthday's during the week. But like people who do that whole month shit, I, I can't. It's too much. Hey, that must celebrate. Tied. <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. What is, what's the next viral post from this week? Next viral post from this week. From a lady. I'm a firm believer that men definitely have to like you more than you like them or it won't work. <sighs> Every time I see posts like this, I'm just like, that that is a sad person that made that but if you really believe that you have to have somebody that likes you more than you like them how the fuck is that fair to them like you can walk away at any given time like yeah hey, all right but like you want him to just be like ride or die for you that's crazy that ain't make no goddamn sense i think it's probably a woman that believes that she's liked every man more than they liked her and nothing has worked out yeah. But like at this point in your at any point in your life if you single nothing has worked out. Yes. So you could put all them together and bundle them up and say this is why. <laughs> you know, but I mean people are different, man. Shit just don't work sometimes. It ain't no I like him and then she's like I don't know, she got this universal system in her head of how like you measure out how much somebody like you. Like that goes back to the love language situation. Like how do you know, like, if you bring him a gift and he don't give a fuck about gifts, if you believe that you like him more because you bring gifts and he don't fuck with them, but he don't bring you gifts, he just spend time with you, but you think that he's supposed to give you gifts in order to show you? Like, if you don't have the understanding of how that person likes or loves and how you like or love 
to interact with them, then you're going to be lost. You're going to feel like this. You're going to feel like, I like, I be liking men better than me. When it's really that you're not, what I say? You be like, I like, what I'm trying to say. I like. If you're saying that you need a man I like, like men more than men like me, then I don't think you have a handle on, on that system. It also sounds to me like somebody that's probably been cheated on and you think maybe it's, you're less likely to be cheated on if that person is more into you than you're into them. Or if they're more into you than you're into them and they do cheat, it won't hurt as much. I don't know. That's some stupid shit. I've, that, I've seen that numerous times. Different people have posted it and it's dumb. It's dumb. Don't be look, looking at that and thinking that that's the way the shit's supposed to work. You need to find somebody that you like equally <laughs> as much as they like you. What the fuck? It's uneven shit. And outside of a relationship, outside of, you know, an intimate relationship where you really connected with the person, the least a man will ever like you is right after he ejaculates. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just how it works. That's terrible. It's bad. I don't know. Maybe if if women's ejaculations and orgasms weren't Rubik's cubes, <laughs> then maybe y'all will be able to feel that too. But that refractory period, I guess, come with a lot of shit. That refractory period be like, why am I doing this? Who are you? <laughs> Leave. <laughs> it comes with that shit. If you ain't connected with them, it's like okay. Um. Next viral post. Was next viral post funny how baby boomers have identified bad parenting as the problem but have yet to realize that they are the parents <laughs> that's kind of funny comments I hate this participation trophy generation well bitch y'all the ones who didn't want to f- your funky ass kids to be excluded eat a dick <laughs> Jesus yeah it's I just don't understand how baby like the level of entitlement is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. These niggas have the audacity to get a four thousand dollar education, use that four thousand dollar education to make education a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and then tell the motherfuckers who can't pay for the hundred thousand dollar education that they ain't worth a damn and they ain't working hard enough to get the shit that they conned America out of, <laughs> and then have the audacity to be mad when a motherfucker say, "Okay, boomer." even though you've been calling them millennials for the longest to represent a negative perception of the individual. If your old entitled ass don't go ahead and die. I hate you. <laughs> I need to die, man. I'm sorry. Jesus. And I'm sorry my mama in that group. They got to go. <laughs> I'm just going to be sad. I'm not going to like it. But we'll have a different world when all these baby boomers die. <sighs> Next viral post. My nigga's girlfriend just called me looking for him. I told her he was sleeping on my couch drunk. I said, do you want me to wake him up? She said, he right here. I'm just proving to him that y'all really some lying ass niggas. (laughs) Still in character, though. I'm like, well, who the fuck is on my couch? You just gonna ride it to the wheels, fall off, bro. Have you ever had a, uh, like, have you ever felt the need to call a dude's friends to figure out what's going on? Have you ever done done anything like that? Or have you, what have you done that was out of character for you as far as a relationship goes? Waited outside for somebody to whoop their ass because they shoved me. Um, this, all, and, oh, you, t- you told this story. I did. Yeah. Yeah. 
The girl who something happened. Slim, it was my birthday. Actually, <laughs> we had went out for my birthday. Had a great time. I was in his apartment. I I opened the door to leave. Apparently, she had been calling him, and he wasn't picking up because he was with me. So as I opened the door, her little ass standing there, and I like opened the door to walk out. She pushes me and closes the door. Now, I had already set the lock on the door when I first opened it because I didn't know she was out there. So I couldn't get back in. But I called him, and I said, you tell that little bitch when she get ready, she can come on out here and catch this. <laughs> and I waited out there Like my friends had to call me And be like your mama's gonna kill you if you go to jail Like don't do this it's not worth it uh, You don't need to be fighting over him I was like fuck him Did she shoved me So you contacted your friends or he contacted your friends I contacted them cause I had to do something While I was sitting out there waiting on her ass <laughs> How you know you were gonna get dusted That little bitty bit Listen if she dusted me I deserve to get dusted Okay <laughs> like that would have just been what it was but I was gonna wait on her fucking ass and it had nothing to do put your hands on me cause you mad at him go in there and fucking shove him don't shove me but they finally talked me down and I went back to my dorm uh, I was gonna whoop her ass though um, that, so what happened when you did you have that same energy when you saw her on campus the bitch didn't even go to AUM she wasn't even in school <laughs> you channeling all your old salt. I am. <laughs> Damn. That must have been a very stressful situation. It was a very because like that ain't me. I don't I, getting into uh, fights and scrum. I don't do that shit. So that was very out of character. That same girl when he lived on campus because this went on for a while. I came to his dorm room, me and my friend Stacy, and I knew this motherfucker was in there. And JoJo Manuel which was his best friend. They had shared a dorm. JoJo came to the room and was like, oh, he ain't in here? Nigga, I know he in there. And I know he in there with that bitch. Are you serious? He was like, he ain't in here? <laughs> lying. I was like, you really gonna sit here and lie to me in my face, JoJo? He was like, he not in here. He had, like, what? He said he went somewhere. And I was like, JoJo, I know he's in there. I said, well, look, open the door let me see. He was like, no, nah, he ain't finna come in our room. Like, he ain't in there. He's in there. She's in there. Like, what is... <laughs> so, niggas do lie for their friends. They do. I don't know that I've ever had a situation with my female friends where they were like, if he call you, because dudes don't really do that. Do y'all do that? Y'all don't do that. Women do that. Women will call. I don't, like, know, what is I don't know what new age dudes do. I ain't... I ain't I'm a different type of dude. I ain't no bugaboo. You. Yeah, you know. If, if somebody shows... If somebody is not interested... Or I perceive that they're not interested. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can go go about your business. <laughs> I ain't I ain't checking on you like that. Like I never have done that. But women don't women don't have to have them kind of systems because women women are smart enough and we naive enough to believe what women say <laughs> because they stories be so together. Because yeah, if we go listen. If we gonna tell a story, it is gonna be together. I'ma already have any questions you could potentially have. I got the answer. We are conniving as fuck, okay? We are. We really are. You can women are conniving, but they don't have the capacity to capitalize on it. No. <laughs> like they we conniving. If they gonna lie, they can do it good as hell. They just don't. Me yeah. and terrible at lying and like do it all the do time. Do it all the fucking time. Like, why? <laughs> You're not good at this. You're why not. are you doing it? Listen. Look, one of the things that 
And this probably stems from, I think I've talked about this before. I had really low self-esteem, like, in high school and into college. But the one thing that you was not going to take from me and that I was not going to take from you was you insulting my intelligence. Because regardless of how, you know, attractive or unattractive I thought I was, regardless of how, uh, whatever I, I thought... I knew I was smart. So, like, if you insult my intelligence, you tell me some shit that don't make no sense, I'm ready to whoop your ass because you think I'm stupid. You really think I'm stupid. And then I'm going to believe this fucking shit. That's an insult to me. You ain't even trying. <laughs> the story don't even make sense. <laughs> you think I'm as dumb as you are. And that is insulting. <laughs> I'm upset about this. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I never that those were the two times that I was po- probably most out of character. Um, that whole relationship was terrible cuz like in every other relationship that I've been in, I've had the attitude that I have now which is like, fuck it. <laughs> you like me cool, we we good. You don't all right, if you like disappear on me, I'm not going to like freak out about it. Gray shirt had to learn that. Okay, you don't call me. All right because i think at this point i've been single so long that it's like eh. <laughs> without your attention it's just how it's been for the last few years i don't give a fuck mm. <laughs> it doesn't matter um but yeah i he his friend did lie for him to my face like dead ass look at me in my eye he ain't in there you full of shit <laughs> yes he is so i do not lie for my friends just want all of my friends to know I'm not lying. Oh for yeah, I know. I, I you'd be the last person I call to get the lie for me. Um, yeah, don't, now, <laughs> don't you ain't that me. dude. <laughs> now, what I will say, I've had. I'm not willing to put my character on the line for other people's shenanigans. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not. But we all know that, so I don't think anybody would even call you because we know that you're not gonna do it. I've had female friends that like, cause I've done this. Like I will, I will set up a situation, especially if I'm going on a first date where I will be like, if I text you, call me with like an emergency so I can leave. That's the most that my, and my female friends have done that to me. Like, girl, if I text you, you need to call me and say, you need me to come over like right away so I can get the fuck out of this date. That is probably the only time I've had friends, like female friends that wanted me to lie. And that was just to get them out of a fucked up situation. Like, if I text you, call me and get me out of here. So, and it's probably two dudes somewhere sitting down talking talking shit about me right now. <laughs> but it was these two dudes I worked with at McDonald's when mm-hmm. I was at Auburn University. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to go out with them one time. I don't even remember their fucking names, man. Just one of them was really, really light-skinned. He looked albino, but he was regular black. His hair was like reddish. Are so, you sure he wasn't albino? I'm sure he wasn't. Okay. Um, it's something else with... Te- albino is technically the offensive term. It's, you're supposed to say Albanese if you ain't trying to be offensive. But um, Albanese people have something else missing that I can't. I can't. It's well, something around their eyes or something. But it's very so. Quick sidebar: I had a, a, a family that I worked with where the daughter was whole albino, like the light, light eyes, everything issues with the eyes. But her dad only had the eyes. He looked like a black person if you saw him, but when you get up on him and see his eyes, you could tell. So, like, I think it's varying. Mm-hmm. 
like degrees of it i don't think it's like a all or nothing kind of thing because he had the eyes and passed that down to her and then she got the whole thing like she she was adorable but both of them couldn't see for shit um but we went to uh we worked at mcdonald's we they were talking about going out to shoot pool one night and i and they invited me with them i don't know why i'm just the quiet nigga that rap burgers fast and <laughs> work hard that's all and they were like come with us i'm like all right we went to a pool hall and what they apparently had without overtly saying it was a conversation about how we were going to ditch the balls at this pool table and just leave when we were done. You know, and I didn't pick that up, <laughs> you know, so we, we shot pool for a couple of hours and we was chilling and um, I guess they was coming up with a plan of how we was going to leave. And they went up to the front because it was one of the places where you had to give them your ID. I was just finna, oh, they, you didn't have to give them a debit card, dude? Uh-uh. This may have been before ID. that. But so that one of them gave his old military ID that he was willing to part ways with. <laughs> and so um, we went up there. They went up there to go get his ID. And I just showed up behind both of them like, what do we do with these? <laughs> <laughs> with the damn pool balls and they and I didn't realize until they looked at each other and then looked at me that I had fucked up you know what I'm saying but like I'm not I I probably wouldn't have done that I wouldn't do that today I wouldn't do that today like somebody having a conversation about doing something like that's not right I'm not I'm not doing it same thing for like when we go to the movie theater late sometimes it don't be nobody in there checking tickets yeah. You probably could just walk in. But see me, I got to buy my ticket. Like at this point, like I am a community provider. <laughs> I can't get caught in no bullshit, bullshit. on some home bomb. Yeah. I, I just can't. <laughs> it, it's not worth it. I done built up this business. My business partner accountable to me. Foster parents follow me on Facebook. Yeah. You know, lawyers be calling me, asking me for specific favors to see clients. Like the last thing they need is Eddie Sharp popping up on some kind of list. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need that. Dining and dashing and shit. Yeah, yeah I don't. I try to be as responsible as I can. See, the least like, that do. is probably why, because, like, now I think you have to give them a debit card, like, to have on hold so that they go ahead and charge your shit so that you don't leave without paying for the balls or the key, whatever, however it works. Yeah. They know. You got a high walkout rate and 700 IDs yep. <laughs> in the back. Listen, now expired. you got to give them a card. They don't yeah. do that shit no more. Last viral post is uh, just discovered tactical baby gear, which is exactly like a regular diaper bag, except eight times the price and marketed to men who think that having children with your wife makes you gay. <laughs> <laughs> So it make you feel more masculine yeah, about carrying around a diaper. Yeah, it's like a military-looking bag that you carry around with the it's baby shit in it. It's a fucking diaper bag, bro. Like, ugh, come on. Is your masculinity that sensitive? Yes. Toxic masculinity is dangerous. You yeah, know, because you can, taking care of a child that you created is gay as fuck. What? Listen, if you could, if you could encompass toxic masculinity in a drink... <laughs> and you could drink it it's only a small portion of niggas that wouldn't melt after drinking that shit <laughs> like most of us would be like okay my insides out like you know what I'm saying like in movies where they take that test where somebody can do this thing but other people can't mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like that's that's toxic masculinity like that shit is dangerous as fuck 
It's stupid. <laughs> it's a baby bag. You created a human with a woman. Your masculinity is good. You're all right. You take care of your kid. Like, these are good things. <laughs> You don't need a army bag to put the baby's diapers and milk in. <laughs> Stupid. But you're always at risk of being perceived as gay. <sighs> always. But, okay, true. But your a level of care about that perception is what you have control of. You have no control. Listen, you make candles and bake amazingly. <laughs> Better than women that I know. Better than me. <laughs> So, I mean, I I don't think you can't help you. You don't have no saying what other people think about you. That ain't your business. But your percept, how you perceive it, and how you take it on, you do have control over that. You ain't stop making candles and shit because that might be perceived as gay, right? Say that again. You had not stop making candles and shit because it might be perceived as gay. Your level of care is what you have control over. That's because I don't give a fuck exactly. about what people think. <laughs> I, ain't, I mean, I ain't like other people in that regard. But that's what I mean. Like, you, you, what other people think about you, you don't have no control over. That perception that they have. But how much you give a fuck about it, you do. Well, I, I think that I think that we have control over the perception. We have control over the perceptions if we're willing to sacrifice the things that we value and want to do in order to appease the other people. So we we can't control how they think, but we can't control how they perceive us based on what we do. I'm just not willing (laughs) to give a fuck about how they perceive me. I don't I don't care (laughs) for the most part. I I don't care. I care about how people I care about think about me. Mm -hmm. But y'all know me enough not to even be concerned about that little minute superficial shit candles and bacon and stuff we benefit from it the house smells lovely yeah that's what i mean (laughs) you you benefit from it but also like if y'all need somebody i will be there to help you yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like if y'all niggas want to call me gay because i bake cakes (laughs) but also don't want somebody to help you when you need it fine that's your loss <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the cakes I'm still are, baking cakes. And they're delicious. Still making candles. <laughs> but when I first started baking cakes, you know, I used to take them to work. And this was my experimental phase. I wasn't even doing cupcakes at that point. I was doing three-layer cakes because that's all my grandma did. I n- never saw her do cupcakes, mm-hmm. you know. And so I would make a key lime cake, take it a red lobster, and they'll be like, uh, somebody came back and told me that they took some cake home to their husband and he said whoever made this cake must be gay ain't no man made this cake this good <laughs> straight they gay <laughs> i was like okay well i don't know why you told me this shit like you could have kept that to yourself but i guess that's a tale of how delicious the cake must be if a dude can't even conceptualize that a regular dude made the cake fine but then I, what i realized about cakes is that motherfuckers don't know how to cut cakes you know what I'm saying? The same amount of batter that you get from for from like 24 cupcakes mm-hmm. is the same as a whole layer layer cake, but ain't number 14, 15 slices. <laughs> cupcakes measure that shit out equally, give everybody the amount they supposed to have, and that's it. You know how motherfuckers be coming up and give big ass slices Hunt of cake? Okay, yeah. Like who the fuck? You know how they do in a cartoon where they cut a little piece of cake and they take the big piece yeah. and leave a little slice? <laughs> like, fuck you. What you doing that for? But 
you know, I'm, I'm, I don't care about that perception. And I like to say I haven't cared about that in a long time. I mean, in high school, I used to follow with fads and fashions and stuff because I didn't really have my own identity and I didn't really know what I really fucked with. So I tried to get the shoes that everybody was into. South I tried pole. to get the South Pole. Wasn't that what? Hell no. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck y'all doing in Talladega? South Pole? I ain't never wore South Pole. I think South Pole, Pole may have been popular for somebody, but I was trying to get some platinum FUBU, goddamn. Oh, we did. Yeah, <laughs> they had South Pole. I was trying to get <laughs> Fat Albert on a shirt. <laughs> Jabot jeans. Jabot's, yeah. The goddamn uh, Cash Money came out, motherfuckers wanted the Reeboks with the peanut butter bottoms on and shit. I don't even remember that. Yeah, like, I was trying to get shit like that. I don't know nothing about no goddamn South Pole. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Man, what else? Long, the white tees, the long white tees. That's back when jerseys was popular. Yeah. So motherfuckers had the throwback jerseys mm -hmm. and shit. I could never get a throwback jersey, man. We was too poor. <laughs> um, fitted caps weren't really... I mean, fitted caps always kind of been a thing, but, like, it wasn't that popular. Uh, everybody always been having J's. But I was just trying to fit into those little fast and trends and stuff. But, like, mm -hmm. I've never really fit into the common perception of regular dudes. Mm -hmm. I, I just haven't. So, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the only thing that makes you gay is that you are attracted to men and desire to have sex with them. Yes. I assume sex probably don't have to even be a component of it. I don't think. I think the attraction. The attraction. Yeah. You know, so I don't. Nothing I do make me gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why. That's why I'm comfortable in my masculinity. That's why you know I don't have a problem saying some of the stuff I say. It is what it is. But that is the last one okay well i'm gonna start off so omarion and Lil fizz this has been a thing for a while uh and i kept me like meaning to talk about it and i just never did so let me start from the beginning omarion Lil fizz i don't know how you wouldn't know this but they were part of b2k which was very popular do we know what b2k ever stood for boys to kings really i don't know I was thinking it was like the boy band version of Y2K. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> why would that be? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be Boys the Kings, but I don't fucking know. Um, I was trying to look it up and see real quick, but I don't. It doesn't have. Oh, you know what? It was because they got together during the Y2K era. Oh. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> 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 so they were B2K because it was during Y2K. Um, anyway, uh, there was a whole bunch of mess with that group. Chris Stokes uh, supposedly was fucking uh, Raz B. It was like a whole thing. They broke up. Um, and Omarion... Do he ever marry her? They just had kids together. Don't um, remember. Uh, April Jones, he had two kids with her. Lil Fizz went on to have a baby with this crazy bitch named Monice that was on Love and Hip Hop. So, 
Omarion and and April didn't work out. And here recently, April and Lil Fizz have been fucking around. And Omarion ain't said a goddamn thing. And people been like, they want his level of not giving the fuck. Because most niggas would have like freaked out because him and him and Lil Fizz knew each other when they were kids. Like this wasn't just them in a group together. They were friends before this. And you with his baby mama, which is not that's not what you do. I don't, you know, I wouldn't date somebody that my friends have dated. I just wouldn't. I feel like they off limits. Like, now does that mean that somebody that might be really good for me I might miss out on? Yeah. But I just it's weird. I don't want to date somebody that my friend especially not no friend I'm close with. It's fucking weird. It's just weird. I just don't want to do it. Most people don't. So when this happened, everybody was talking shit about Fizz and April. But Mario was just like nothing. Fast forward a couple of months. Now, last year they had uh the Millennium was it the Millennium Tour? Was that what it called? Yes. Millennium Tour. B2K, Pretty Ricky, um, some other like two thousand, early two thousand groups got together and did a tour and, and it was successful. Omarion was the one, I guess the organizer. He announced this new tour for 2020, and guess who the fuck ain't on it? <laughs> B2K. <laughs> he is him because he had a whole solo career as a Marion and then Maybach O and some other shit. But so he doing it without B2K, and so people are saying this was his way of saying fuck you to Fizz. But it also means that Raz B and J Boog got fucked over too because <laughs> not, I don't think so. You don't think what? I don't think so. You know what? Do you know what happened with the Millennium Tour? Uh, the Millennium Tour this time, the one they had. Didn't Raz B go crazy? Raz B was tripping. Yeah, like after they first couple of tour dates, Raz B was like, "I'm done with this shit." <laughs> I don't know what happened that triggered whatever. He's the one that was. was supposedly molested the most out of yeah. the group, so he just got a lot of problems. And and so, uh, so they worked that shit out and kept going on the tour. And at some point, he got arrested for domestic violence, and that kind of ended the shit for them. So, Omarion been on DJ Vlad TV. Mm-hmm. Now I do not like DJ Vlad. Oh, just like I really don't fuck with the Breakfast Club like that. But sometimes they get people on there that you can't hear from otherwise mm-hmm. because of their platform. Mm-hmm. And so I listen to them because of that. Like Breakfast Club had Trevor Noah on there and he pretty much was keeping them motherfuckers in check, keeping Charlemagne in check mm-hmm. about the bullshit. You know, because I, like I said before, Charlemagne is hit or miss. Angela Yee don't even be saying shit. And, and I do. I have not disagreed with anybody more in my life than DJ Envy about everything. <laughs> he just says nothing that makes sense to me. I don't know what it is. It, he don't, it don't say shit that makes sense. You know, so it's the same thing for Vlad. Like, Vlad is just, Vlad is interviewing himself <laughs> with uh, with celebrities there is what's going on. He want people to know his opinions about shit. Yeah. But it give people a t- chance to talk. He, done, he did one with Omarion recently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one Omarion said that something definitely happened to Raz B. He said, I don't know if Chris Stokes did it, but something happened to him. He said that. That's sad. But I really, really don't believe Omarion got a problem with Lil Fizz with his with, with He announced it on Lil Fizz's birthday. That was the second part of the story, is that he came out with this announcement. Let me on just his, say this. Birthday. Let me say And this. everybody will call Lil Fizz's birthday a national Omarion. Day. This is what I feel. 
this is what I feel. I feel like, and that may be the case. There may be some saltiness and pettiness going because of how they've been doing on Instagram because they just get on there and be wild and stuff. Yeah, they but, like throwing it up for everyone to see. But I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that we want there to be something wrong with it because the context of how it came about. But I feel like if I had a, a, my kids with a woman and my homeboy done been like treating women crazy, you know, spinning on them and <laughs> slapping them up and kicking them out the bus with they throwing their clothes off on top of them. I would, that nigga wouldn't be with my my, my baby mama. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't. Like, period. And I believe that Omarion knows that Lil Fizz must have some quality to him to not make this a fuss about this or not cause no overt conflict about it. I feel like that has to be the case because I don't know, man, like if I can't control what my ex does and she ends up with my dude, one of my dudes, there is a scale upon which I can rate all the dudes that uh, have been in my life <laughs> upon which some of them are on the fuck all list and some of them on, well, if she going to be with a nigga, it might as well be him type of situation but i see you can't you can't ever use you because i feel like you're always the outlier most dudes and the reason why people were so like oh shit mario don't give a fuck is because that would in any other situation niggas be would he would have died <laughs> like, but, but that means that um that means that the level of control that Omarion is showing is out of the norm as well. It is. So that's and why I, I'm trying to justify from my lens why it would be okay with me because he even said in the interview that they have a working relationship. Who? Fizz and Omarion. He said they still have a working relationship even after the whole yes, him with Avery. Vlad was asking him all this shit. He was but pretty, I feel like I think so. This is what I think happened. Now, what he did on the interview was he acted like he didn't see none of that shit, though. That's what I. So what I think happened is that when he initially didn't say anything, and people started giving him all of this credit, he's so mature. He got levels of not giving a fuck. Like he was a meme. <laughs> they turned this thing into a meme. When I feel like at that point he couldn't say, even if he was mad as fuck, even if he wanted to go whoop Fizz ass. At that point that he became a meme, he couldn't say nothing. Like I feel like this is just him playing into what everybody had decided for him. But. <laughs> He but he was a meme and he's a meme when he released the uh a millennium tour announcement. Everybody started saying that it was a, a national Omarion day. And they just started posting pictures of him like this one said always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper <laughs> from from that Beyonce song. Jay Boog watching Amarion and them go on tour after Lil Fizz ruined his bag. <laughs> now Jay Boog and what fed into this is that Jay Boog like posted something where he was like boxing like, well, this what this what today has been like. Like he didn't know that they weren't gonna be on the tour. <laughs> so he fed into the fact that it was like Omarion this was the big joker like bam you got her cool but now you ain't gonna have no money cause you ain't going on this tour next year I'm going by my goddamn self 
whether or not he actually is those levels of not giving a fuck or if he really is just okay with it i don't think we'll ever know because at this point the meme has taken a life of its own and i just don't think he ever gonna come back out and say nothing like like he bothered by it, even if he actually is bothered by it. And I don't know how you could not be bothered by it. Even if Fizz was the greatest nigga in the world, that is just a weird situation. It's just a weird situation. Shit happen every day in the hood, B. It does, and niggas die behind it. <laughs> not all the time. Not all the time, but it happens. So I don't know. It's a weird situation. I've been meaning to talk about it, but the tour was i was like let me go ahead and fucking i you know again i i had a situation where one of my friends set me up with this dude he was a nice guy we went out it was cool the next night i get a call from what did he call me first or did she call me? Man, my friend was a little she was out here <laughs> didn't remember that she had had a one night stand with him she was dating his friend now he remembered you know, and he had to remind her, like, yo, you know, we, you know, had a thing. And so I can't remember if he told me first or she told. But I couldn't date him after this weird. First of all, I know where she's been. I don't really want to come after her, to be honest with you. And it was just fucking weird. And the boyfriend ended up breaking up with her after he found out that she had fucked his homeboy. Even though it was before him, it's just weird. It's just a fucking weird situation. I never went out with old dude again. He was a nice guy, too, but... It was just too weird, and and she has never been allowed to set me up. Cause you don't, how you the fuck you don't remember who you fucked? No, <laughs> don't set me up with nobody else ever again in life. She's like, I feel so bad, but he really likes you, girl. Bye, <laughs> get off this phone and tell that nigga not to call me no more. <laughs> so like me personally, I can't do it. Like it's weird. I just I don't want to. It's 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 too it's too many niggas. Why why do we have? I hated that when I was in, in Talladega. I don't know if this was at other schools. The white girls at our school just passed niggas around. You would see Jimmy with Sally on Monday, and then the next Monday he he with Sarah and Sarah no or and Sally. My niggas, know. do you mean black people? No, I mean white Jimmy folks. Jimmy wasn't the white folks then why you say niggas i don't know you know that context is it is important white people at my school would pass boys around like there would be this group of white girls that hung out together and we would be like oh jimmy's dating sally and then like maybe a week later i'm like why the fuck is he over there with Susie? and it's because he dating Susie now and sally know about it and she's like yeah go ahead we didn't work out <laughs> That was the weirdest shit. Like, me and my friends was always like, what the fuck is wrong with these hoes? Because <laughs> we would never do that. If your friend, if one of my friends dated somebody, he was off limits. You don't date after your friends. That We just didn't do that. So seeing these white girls do it, we was like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Why? <laughs> and they be fine with it. <laughs> Jimmy be in the group, and you just never know who he was with. He just be in the group with different people. <laughs> Jimmy got the Jimmy Dean. Jimmy got the Jimmy Dean. He got the meats. I went to school with a Jimmy Dean, actually. White boy, a little white country. Country. Ooh, Jimmy Dean was so country. And people laughed at him because the sausage and they made jokes. Of course. Of course they did. <laughs> but yeah. I making jokes out of niggas' names. His name was Jimmy Dean. Just like the sausage. Uh, but women, yeah, that's women, just a weird fucking know, situation. Women who are sexually active, they like passing dudes around that are sexually 
Um, Who do that? <laughs> what? What women? What women in these little, little friend groups? They do that shit. That shit is weird. But they they do it, man. Hell no, nah. we ain't do it. Me and my friends they was like, it. "Bitch, I wish you would." <laughs> like no. Oh my god! Like, and I'm just thinking about the dude. I didn't really date a lot in high school, so like, it wasn't really no chance of my friends dating and my boyfriends because i didn't have very many but they had a lot of boyfriends and even now thinking about i wouldn't even date their ex-boyfriends now and this is like 20 something years later like i still wouldn't do the shit because it'd still be fucking weird just weird yeah a friend of my ex-girlfriend um liked me on some one of them dating sites or something two different ones so it wasn't no accident I was oh like, yeah i was like she ain't <laughs> nope <laughs> i don't i don't do that either i don't, I don't. it's just it, for what it's weird it's an unnecessary weird situation it's too many other people just choose somebody else i don't, I don't know. know he said he was waiting his turn that's what <laughs> little fear said he said something he like really that. said that yeah wow. something like that you know so and then that was your group member. Like, that's a different level of, I don't know. That's just fucking weird. Y'all were friends before this. Y'all made a group together, made all of this money, toured together. Like, that, he had children with this woman. It's just weird. It's just weird. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even, listen. If Joe, if I met Satan Joe out now, Joe was like the best friend of Slim. I wouldn't date Joe. Even now. This shit is weird. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. Joe's always going to be off limits because he's friends with Slim and I dated Slim. It's just weird. So even now. He should be off limits because he lied to your face. Well, that too. <laughs> what if the person What if the person you dated was no longer alive? Would it make a difference? It'd still be weird. I don't know. It, but it, does that change the context a little bit? It would help if they were dead. <laughs> That sounds awful, but it would help <laughs> if they were dead. Um, I probably and I would still have trouble with it. Probably, like that would be something I would have to really be talking to by that person. Like, but if they alive, never happen. I can't do it. It just feels wrong. And at this point, it wouldn't really fucking matter. And I know that, but I just couldn't do it. Plus, Joe was a bigger hoe than Slim was. But I think I could. I could do it. You know, don't get me wrong. It's not like I would be seeking to do it, but if that person just ends up in my circle somehow and are just an amazing person and we click, then I'm not going to deny it because of those external circumstances. Personally, I'm not. I can do it. It's weird. It just feels weird. And again, I, like I said, when when my friend, when I found out that she had slept with him, and it wasn't even a relationship, it was literally a one night stand. She was t trying to convince me that it was okay. And I was like, it's not okay. This is fucking weird. No, <laughs> I don't want to date him now. It's fucking weird. Apparently the boyfriend felt the same way because he broke up with her ass. So. And that was way before him. But it's weird. You fuck my mans. Like <laughs> what if you're dating somebody and uh, through I don't know, mutual friends, you realize that they friends, they friends with somebody you friends with, 
And upon talking with him, you find out that they had sex with one of your friends. After we've already been dating? Yeah, y'all already been dating. You don't, I mean, you find out, they didn't They didn't hook you up with that person, but you found out that it they just had. was, yeah. yeah, I still be weird. I don't know. I don't know. You, so, so what you're saying is you got to find people that don't have none of your same mutual friends, too. No. Just in case they might have had sex with some of your friends, because... It depends on the friends. Some of my friends was out here. So if you was friends with her, then I'm like, <laughs> were you really just? All right. Depends on the friend. Some of my friends, if you say you friends with her, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But like some of my friends, my female friends, I'd be like, I know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't look at it like that. I don't. Because. It's just because I can date people that have never dated anybody that I I've any of my friends. So like I would prefer to do that. Why wouldn't I prefer to do that? Then the then the like be passing around penis. It's weird. I don't like yeah. it. You're you're always passing around penis. You are, but like I don't want to pass around among the people I know. And as far as knowing where the women that they been with have been, if a penis got more issues than soap can take care of then <laughs> it don't matter who it don't matter if he with your friends or with the prostitutes or wherever he was at you just should want a man that soap can take care of whatever problems his meat got true <laughs> i don't know it's just weird it's just it's a weird this is i couldn't do it shit and got- Joe, you know what? And I don't know if this is because he was mad at Slim. There was a time when Joe did try to talk to me. I, I one, I felt like this is just you trying to get back at him for some reason. And two, it was fucking weird. Like, no, nigga. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I just, I don't know. If I feel like that person is cool and all right, then it's good. Like you're gonna be out here looking for a man that ain't connected to nobody you know with some infected meat. <laughs> <laughs> and just because he don't know nobody, you be like, okay, this is the one. Well, like obviously not just because he doesn't know anybody, but I would just prefer if somebody that hasn't been with anybody that Clearly, I know. We all would. We that's all would. Weird. That's ideal, you know. But for you, that's exclusionary criteria. It is. And it, is. it is not for me. It's exclusionary. I think there's a certain period of time that need to pass, though. Like, I feel like it'll help me if that person was in a relationship, committed relationship or married. You know what I'm saying? Then I feel like it resets <laughs> resets all the <laughs> other relationships they had. Okay, know. guess he wouldn't get back with her no more. I'm going to go <laughs> holler at her. Well, you know, people she get... she like my pictures. People get remarried to the same folks. They, they ain't gonna get remarried to her if I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they single and ain't got shit going on. Uh, if I get her while he married to somebody else, then she would have to leave me for him. But if she leave me for him, I guess she's saving me. Because I was with an imposter. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I I forgot who else is on the... Oh, Bow Wow. That's... Mm. I wouldn't go on the tour just because I don't want to fuck and see Bow Wow. It's other people, but Bow Wow is who he replaced B2K with. And, uh, uh, Bow Wow just, he been in too much shit here lately. 
Like, I look at him different. Had a lot of this stuff hadn't happened, the fresh as I is, I would like to go see him do that. But, like, because of who he has become, I don't want to see no fucking Bow Wow do his old hits. I'm good. No thanks. Somebody do. Somebody does. Somebody Bow Wow going to get paid. He is. He going to get paid, and then he going to get out and tweet something stupid. <laughs> he going to take a picture flexing when he ain't got it. We know what Shad, We know what Shad gonna do. Okay, we Shad is gonna be Shad. Let's not worry about him. Okay, just go to that tour and like who you like. Go for Chingy, and go for Bobby Valentino, and go for whoever all of them other folks gonna be. Bobby, Bobby Valentino gonna have his trans fans there and his you know sexual rumps with them, and Chingy gonna be lying about. Who we haven't had and had sex with, which uh, Tiffany Haddish said that she had sex with Chingy, and Chingy said that that wasn't him; it was his brother. And she was basically like, "What? Who the f- why? Who the fuck forgets that they had sex with Chingy? <laughs> if you wasn't a celebrity when you did, like you don't forget, <laughs> you True. know, what I'm saying? unless they got a twin brother or a brother that looked like him. I feel like Chingy brother probably looked Chinese." Why the fuck would you? Because Chingy look like a black Chinese. I hate you. <laughs> when you put Chingy brother in on number, come up with pictures of Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All of the people on them, them old tours be having. Because who they become, it just be, uh, be a lot. But whatever. It's only pictures of Chingy. Ain't no pictures of his brother. Oh, wait a minute. Nope, that's a picture of his brother. Does his brother look like him? No. By that face, yeah. (laughs) Y'all should see his face. And his brother fat, so. Well, he might not have been one at the time. How many years ago was this supposed to have been? I don't know. We all gain weight. I don't know. But that's what, (laughs) you know, the the one-hit wonders tour going to be, it ain't all one-hit wonders. Some of them had little careers, but, like, still. It's not going to be all roses. Like I, Mm-mm. I wonder how these personalities mesh together. Well, you know, Pretty Ricky had broke up because they couldn't get along, and so that was a whole other thing. Who else? I was trying to see. They look like they ain't supposed to get along. Pretty Ricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who else is gonna be on that. I know you Bow can't Wow. put a bunch of rappers with a singing dude. That carry all of the songs. And he did carry all of the songs. Plus and they expect him to like really stay there because the other dudes was not. They was bringing a combined ten percent to the tracks. <laughs> and and they brought energy whole... to the videos, but yeah. if it wasn't a video, then it just sounded like some people. They just had that one album, didn't they? Blue Stars. They have another album. That I know of. And then he Pleasure P went on had he had a little bit yeah, of minute, yeah he boyfriend number songs. two yeah he, he had, had a couple of Spotify little, playlists yeah yeah some little shit so but yeah they didn't get along um and it was the one that nobody look I know spectacular I knew Pleasure P the little short chubby one I never even I don't know. <laughs> and he the one who had the biggest problem and I'm like is it because nobody really gave a fuck about you is that why you so bad <laughs> because I really I don't even know his name I still don't know his name 
Was it four of them or three of them? Were they like immature? Was it just three of them? In what immature? It was three and immature. Yeah. Was it three and pretty Ricky? It was it's four. four. I don't even know the other dude. It's falling pretty Ricky. Uh, and and spectacular like got a fucking law degree or some shit. Spectacular, smart as fuck. Do you know his government name is Spectacular? His mom ain't shit for that. Why would you do that to him? Spectacular. It's a lot of ain't shit mamas out here. That's his fucking actual. It's only name. a couple of them that got rich off their son. <laughs> Now. If she did, I don't know. She yeah, because like, he was that combined ten percent of the group. That's why you? I mean, he got his cut. Don't get me wrong; the contract <laughs> had to have a cut. Pleasure P didn't know that shit was gonna ride like that. <laughs> you know, Pleasure P was just like, "Yeah, me and my friends, we're gonna do album." And then he was like, "I'm, I'm carrying this shit." He totally did. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have a therapist. Okay. Here with with what I'm about to talk about. Okay. Um, and I know that oh. y'all people are tired of the word toxic, but it's a really good word. It is. It's a good ass word to encompass the lingering effects of bullshit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Something that's toxic don't necessarily mean it's gonna fucking kill you right away. Mm-hmm. It just means that it's fucking you up. What's another word for that? Toxic is toxic the best is word. just the best word to use. Yeah. So I know motherfuckers tired. Toxic masculinity and toxic this and toxic that, but it's just a good word. And there is a such thing as toxic positivity. This sounds interesting. Yes. What is it? We're going to just, I'm going to go down a scale of validation and hope versus toxic positivity. Okay. All right. And we'll talk about what we think it means after that. Okay. Because okay. ain't no overt definition. Okay. But, you know, it's just a therapist that created a, a little thing that identifies it but it's supposed to help us when we identify a person that has something going on what is better to say to them versus what we normally say to them validation and hope is this is hard you've done hard things before and i believe in you toxic positivity is you'll get over it oh yeah no that's you never say that shit you know what i'm saying yeah but a lot of people say shit like that and, and maybe they will get over it but but getting over it lacks compassion and it doesn't validate what their current experience is mm-hmm. so toxic positive is some in this regard is something that comes off as sounding positive because it does represent when you're over with this situation you're going through but it doesn't acknowledge what the person is going through currently the journey to yes. get there yeah uh, that's that's the first one the second one the validation and hope is i know there's a lot that could go wrong what could go right yeah toxic positivity is just be positive which is stupid because the reality is there are things that could go wrong and and being afraid or having issues with those things is valid and you have to validate people's feelings about things simply saying that yeah that's okay yeah these are all terrible things to say (laughs) validation and hope all vibes are welcome here toxic positivity good vibes only perceptually you can see how saying good vibes only would be perceived as positive but if you don't have good vibes at the moment you don't fit in and people get anxiety about stuff like you know what i'm saying like sometimes you think that you're being positive and telling somebody something but 
them trying to to rise to what they feel like your expectation is contributes to the anxiety so you saying good vibes only okay i feel like i gotta come in here positive or i failed you know what i'm saying and so it adds to whatever the problem that they're originally coming to see you for because they feel like they have to meet this requirement that you put out by saying shit like that and I don't think we've had time to think about this in our society because we we do have that society where when people say, hey, how you doing, man? They expect you to say, I'm good. Mm-hmm. They don't expect you to say, well, my goddamn mama just went in the hospital last night. And my brother's fucking um, gout acting up. He need a ride. Don't nobody expect the bullshit going on in your life. They ain't ready for it. They just expect you to say that. So a lot of this shit is also dismissive too. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes it sound like I don't want to deal with the shit going on at hand with you. I don't yeah. want to deal with your shit. Um, if you say you'll get over it, that means that it ain't got shit to do with me. If you say just be positive, that means all I want to see is the positive side of your shit. And good vibes only is the same thing. I, I don't want to see the negative shit. Get that shit out of here. Even though it's not congruent with what you're going through right now. Because if you had good vibes already, you wouldn't be fucking coming to see me anyway. And it pushes that person to just want to isolate themselves more because they know they can't come to you for that shit. But they're not going to be honest with you because they feel like they can't be. Because you want to hear the good stuff. You don't want to hear the problem. And all the people I hang around, I know I talk shit about people all the time. But, you know, if you're in my circle, my bubble, not even my circle, but like if you're in my vicinity, Mm -hmm. it's a judgment-free zone. No matter what you tell me, it's a judgment-free zone. I'm just here to make sure that you're comfortable with your experience right now. I mean, it ain't like that's my job, but, man, I got the fucking skills to help you figure that shit out. So if I can, I will. This is why when I hear, when I I meet people, I hear people talking about how they want to be a therapist. One of the first things that I like to stress is that if, if that's what you want to do, you are going to have to be able to deal with whatever it comes your way. You know what I'm saying? If you have prejudices and not even just like racial bias, if you have an issue with people that don't have, that's not Christian, you know what I'm saying? Because thinking that you're going to avoid all of that by working in specific places, you would be surprised (laughs) at what will come through your door. So, like, if that's something that you want to do, you have to be able to work with all kinds of people. And so if you have these, like, really these groups of people that you just don't want to have to deal with, this that's not the feel for you. Because no matter where you go, gay people have issues with it and all realms that they like. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have gay people that are religious and that go to church. And so if you have somebody that comes to you religion-based counseling, and you have an issue with get you know what i'm saying like you just can't do that you're not going to be able to be a adequate therapist having those kind of things you're just not it's not gonna work out so it sounds good you know you want to help people but if you can't truly because i look i done had all kind of especially working where i used to work people would come in with all kind of shit that is in my regular norm like in my life it's like what the fuck but I I gotta work with this because this is what my job is, is what I do. This is what I said I wanted to do. So that's one of the things that I always stress to anybody, anybody that's thinking about becoming a therapist or doing any kind of mental health work. It's very difficult for you to isol- isolate specific groups that you wanna not work with. It just it's very difficult for you to do that. You, 
almost impossible because everybody has their all problems in all areas of their life. It's a universal thing. So thinking that you won't have to work with gay people because you work at a, sp- a specific place, you'd be surprised. And this list is just to point out some of the shit that we say that could come off as invalidating. So validation and hope. It's pretty normal to have some negativity in this situation. Toxic positivity, stop being so negative. You know, as if a person can't control being negative sometimes. I mean, sometimes life circumstances are going to call for us to have a negative perception, a negative feeling, a negative emotion. You know, so telling people to stop being so negative is extremely dismissive of that concept. Like, something is going on with my family. What do you mean just stop being negative? You know, like, I can't. Mm Mm-hmm. So just know that how you respond to people when they're going through shit makes a difference to how they come to you and how comfortable they feel around you when it comes to their issues. Um, validation and hope. It's probably put it pretty hard to be positivity positive right now. I'm putting out good energy into the world for you. Toxic positivity. Think happy thoughts. <laughs> now, in counseling, we do have a, you know, think happy thoughts technique and find your happy place technique. But sometimes people just want to be heard. People just want to be understood. And people just want to know that that things will be okay. But you can't force them to thinking or to pretend things are okay while they're not. So just saying, think happy thoughts is not. It's, 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 not. it's like that meme I'm sure that you've seen of that little white dog sitting in a house that's burning down. And he, uh, oh, he yeah. just chilling and he's like, this is fine. This yeah, is fine. <laughs> exactly. It's not fine. Get your it's, ass out of this burning house. Look, think happy thoughts, bro. <laughs> think Shit happy burning thoughts. Burning down behind you yeah, for the die fiery death, but think happy thoughts. Um, validation and hope. Sometimes giving up is okay. What is your ideal outcome? Toxic positivity. Never give up. Um. Well, they say never say never already, number one, right? And I don't know. Some people may not agree with this, but I think it depends on what's going on. Like, if you're a woman, you get your ass beat <laughs> give it up. in a relationship, you should give that up. Give it up. Um, But sometimes we've got to monitor our own peace and our own health. And sometimes I think that we make, I think that we've put too much emphasis on what giving up means. Like, I think we've, make giving up sound like that if you do give up anything you're a failure but a lot of people run themselves into mental ruins because they are sticking with something that is no longer feasible to fuck with Mm -hmm. it's not giving up ain't even it's putting it down if you're not in a space to deal with something setting it aside setting it down and building yourself up getting you getting you mentally where you can it's different. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes people feel like you just got to keep working. If you ain't in the space to, to deal with something, you have to set that shit down sometime and come back to it. You do. Like, if you mentally cannot handle it, then setting it down, some people feel like that's giving up or you you fail because you weren't able to resolve this issue. But you ain't ha- if you don't have the tools to solve, if I know that I'm trying to unscrew some shit that requires a Phillip head screwdriver and I don't have one. It's crazy for me to keep sitting there <laughs> trying to, un- I don't have the tools right now. 
I can come back to it once I get a Phillips head, once I get the tools that I need to to fix that situation. But just sitting there trying to get it out, regard, look, knowing that I don't have what I need to do it doesn't make sense either. And so sometimes you have to walk away from stuff and come back to it when you're in a better headspace and you can deal with it. Yeah. Validation and hope. It's never fun to feel like that. Is there something we can do today that you'd enjoy? Toxic positivity, just be happy. If it was that simple, everybody would be walking around fucking happy all the time. You think people want to be sad? <laughs> like Nobody wakes up and is like, I'm going to be sad as I could possibly be today. If it was as simple as just being happy, people would do that. And if it were that easy, we wouldn't have a fucking job. Like, nope. <laughs> they could pay us to come in and say, hey, be happy, and then they walk out happy. And then who would pay for that if you could just get that from anywhere? True. The reason that counseling takes 12, 14, 16 weeks, sometimes longer, is because there is a system um, and a very methodical way to which you have to discover what you need to know about yourself in order to fix it. It's not about somebody from the outside seeing that and helping you learn how to fix from that perspective you got to see it yourself and it take a long time for an individual to be able to see that shit they sell mm-hmm. that's why it takes so long can't just be happy because motherfucker commands it validation and hope it's probably really hard to see any good in this situation we'll make sense of it all later toxic positivity see the good in everything again that's that sometimes you have to set shit to the side until you can deal with it you can't if if somebody is going through a horrific storm how are you what what's the good in this it's raining on my head the wind is blowing debris hitting me and shit like what get the fuck out of here what good (laughs) another example dude just called you because he caught a dude going to pound town on his woman (laughs) um that's a fucked up situation. What positive is it? That? There will probably be some positive in it later because you're going to meet somebody. See, you was with old cheating hoe anyway. <laughs> and you met this wholesome woman who take you on trips and vacations. You know what I'm saying? So you that's the good out of this. You know what I'm saying? But in that moment of discovering them fucking. Yeah. In that moment. <laughs> no. Bruh. Like it. I, I don't know how the fuck you can see some good in this shit like it's <laughs> fucked up you know what I'm saying matter of fact I applaud you for not putting hands on a nigga right now calling me up saying get the strap you know what I'm saying but just to say see the good in everything yeah. nigga it, it's some shit is not the time for good to be visible no it's just not uh, that's the list I just you know I we got to be more intentional about what we say and how we exist here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we've put much thought into the things that we've done and said in our society. That's why we got such such toxic cultures. But, I mean, even one of the things that I hate, I hate for somebody to say, if I come to you and I talk to you about an issue that I'm having, for you to say other people have bigger issues as children and Africa. Motherfucker, I know that, but that doesn't help me with the issue that I'm having. Could it be worse? Absolutely, it could. But it ain't worse. It's this. <laughs> and I need help with this. I think sometimes it's a it's a situation of where we don't know what to say. 
So instead of just acknowledging that this is a fucked up situation and I may not know how to help you, I'm going to try to make it better by saying it could be worse or there are people with bigger problems than this. Like that does not help that person in that moment. And a lot of stuff, I tell people, you want to know the worst, the, the time where you see the stupidity of human nature. <laughs> Anytime you have somebody pass that was close to you we do not know how to deal with death okay we say dumb ass shit to people when somebody passes away that they love because we don't know what to say and one of the things that i do or did when i was doing grief counseling is like listen people gonna say some dumb shit to you <laughs> and it is well-meaning but it doesn't make it any less irritating because uh, sometimes we just don't know what to say and instead of saying we don't know what to say we want to make up shit don't do that it's worse <laughs> You end up making it worse. Man, I just... It's just complicated. We live a complicated existence, man. We it's do. just no black or white um, one or two binary way to deal with a lot of the shit that we got going on. So I just want y'all to think about what you're saying to people when they going through some shit. Because if you're... If you ain't trying to be in that shit, that's one thing. But if you're trying your best to help them and these are the tools that you have to believe that they help, then it's time to reevaluate some of those tools. Yep. Okay, so this next story. And I always wonder what I would do. And I just don't feel like I would do with this couple days. Nashville couple returns bag of money filled with thousands inside local ATM. And I've always wondered, like, what I would do if I found a bag of money somewhere. I don't know that I would turn it in. I'm going to be honest with you. Why would you? <laughs> well, because technically that's the right thing to do. But... No, why is it the right thing to do? Because it's not your money. So? <laughs> if you found a dollar on the ground, would you pick it up and keep it? I have done that. That ain't your money. I know, but I'm, this is what I'm saying. Like a, a dollar, I feel like I could make that okay. I don't know. I probably wouldn't. I, I just can't imagine that I would take a bag full of money that don't nobody know that I got, and I don't really know where it came from. I don't know who I'm really giving it back to. But those are my stipulations. If I found a wallet with an ID. In it in the thousand dollars and I'm not taking that money. Mm -hmm. If I find a big ass bag of money with a fucking address and a name and a picture of a person on it, I'm not taking that money. But if there's some money <laughs> that somebody irresponsibly dropped that don't got no kind of identifier or anything on it, either I'm gonna get it or the next person gonna get it. And you know what? I'm not buying hookers and cocaine with that money. <laughs> I'm being responsible with it. So I feel like I'm the best person to get that money in this situation. It was $50,000. $50,000? Yeah. <laughs> I would feel like it's a trap, man. Like they had them trap cars where they, you get into that trap <laughs> oh, car. Oh, yeah. Them, uh, what are they called? They're not called trap cars. They're called, um, damn, because I used to watch They have a show built around it. Um, uh, I can't think of what they're actually called. But So it was outside of a Bank of America. They took it inside, and a, a, a bank employee had irresponsibly left it. Um, but all they got was a thank you. This is why I wouldn't get... I 
I could have walked away with $50,000 and instead now I got this bitch ass thank you. Thank you don't pay no bills. It's Christmas time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I just eh, I just don't know that I would be that person. $50,000 you just find $50,000 free and clear and you give it to a bank Banks are horrible institutions. They, uh, it's no. I just don't see it. I wouldn't get that shit back, or I'll take twenty thousand dollars out of it. <laughs> well, no, nah, because at that point they know he won. They know they got you got that twenty thousand dollars. Nah, I'm keeping that. <laughs> but you outside of a bank, so you definitely be on camera. I can't be on camera. Nope. If I thought I was on camera, then I wouldn't. So if the person who took this money, if it was outside of a bank, outside of an ATM, they on camera. Yeah. All they're going to do is go back and check that junk. And you know what? The police, the law protects businesses. You know? So if me and you leave $50,000 bag outside of our house, the police going to come back by and say, well, I guess you shouldn't have left that bag outside your house. <laughs> but I got them on camera. Well, we can't do nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think they're going to goddamn like if you live it outside like if they came into your property and got it in yeah maybe that'd be burglary but if you like left it somewhere else mm -hmm. that'd be different but like a bank the police is coming straight to your ass with handcuffs it's a whole bunch of banks don't put money in folks account by accident and when they spend oh it. yeah now that kind of shit cause I know they coming back and get it I ain't spending that shit so the the comment people be blocking their own blessings from God God, if you pick me, I swear I will make the same mistake. Like, according to the Bible, God didn't bless everybody pretty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, David brothers damn near killed his ass and threw him in a ditch. They did. <laughs> in order for him to become the king. All because hell, of a goddamn coat. Jonah had to get his ass ate, ate up by a well and spit back out before he got there. All blessings ain't pretty. Some of them may come with finding a bag outside of the bank, doing a little time, <laughs> and getting out, and wherever you bury that bag at, you good. <laughs> you good. You come out on top. So, me? Nah. Hell no. Nah. Keeping that shit. If I God, I seen what you do for others. <laughs> the comments are hilarious under this. Shit. <laughs> Look at here, people go again. You don't question God. <laughs> Maybe it was a trap. It might have been a trap. Maybe it was a trap by God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People be like, God set in traps? Why would God set a trap? Well, people think dinosaurs fake. If dinosaurs fake, then the only person God that set up traps all the time. What you mean? What uh, was Abraham? Abraham he was gonna have Abraham sacrifice his that fucking a trap. son. That was a that trap. That was a scenario. No. Yes, it was. It was not. He had, he was fully gonna kill this kid. He was gonna go and fucking kill his kid. And God was like, "Gotcha." I just wanted to see that how faithful you was. It was a trick versus a treat. I. <laughs> That was a trick. It wasn't a trap, though. Like, I feel like a trap would have been if, if, if God told uh, Abraham to send his son over to under this cliffside to pick up some rocks or something, and it was a big-ass boulder sitting on top of it 
that was going to roll off and smush him. <laughs> but you can't learn a lesson from that. The only thing Abraham learned from that is to be mad at God. You know what I'm saying? In order to be cool with God, God got to be like, look, Abraham, look, I need you to sacrifice your son, man. <laughs> you know what, Abraham, since you my nigga, don't worry about killing your son. Kill that goat over there. Yeah. Do that. And Abraham be like, damn, God, you, you my nigga, man. Ah, I was going to kill him. Oh, you my nigga. I mean, well, let's see. God, listen. God has been benevolent, but he also has been wrathful. Moses, he killed all the firstborn sons in that day because he wasn't Pharaoh. First of all, okay, Pharaoh wouldn't let him go. Get that. But if I'm living in the city with my firstborn and I ain't got no power to let nobody go, my firstborn got to die, Pharaoh, because you ain't listening. <laughs> all of us got to suffer out here because you ain't listening. Kill his firstborn. Don't kill all our firstborn shit. Yeah. They had all them plagues and shit. Like Pharaoh fucked his people up. Cause you don't want to do what you're supposed to do. You all of us are suffering. Plagues. Plagues. <laughs> plagues. Plagues. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know if you said it wrong. If you just pronounce it like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to know these things. I need to know. Cause all kind of bullshit. When I can't announce Joaquin, you be on my ass. <laughs> So I gotta make sure we keep in the same energy. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. You know Billy D. Williams. Hmm. You know Billy D. Williams. Uh, yeah, I know Billy D. How you know Billy D. Williams? From my mama. From your mama. Yeah. What did he play in? That was Billy D. Williams is in this. Mm, what have I seen that he's in? Now you ask me that, and I can't <laughs> think of We it. know he was in Star Wars. Nah, yeah, but I didn't know him from Star Wars. Um, I know him from the Coke 45 commercial. Damn, I can't speak. Coke? Coke 45 commercial. <laughs> Colt? Are you saying Coke? Colt. Oh. You should know what I'm saying with the 45 behind it. Yeah, that's why I was like, is he saying Coke, Coke 45? 45? Colt, yeah. Oh. Uh, he was in a lot of other little old movies and I've seen him in some of those but I can't think of any other names of them Billy D was smooth in Star Wars he was Lando Calrissian and if you know Childish Gambino played him mm-hmm. recently um, he's identified himself as gender fluid a lot of them niggas back then look, Marlon Brando was fucking everybody so what's the difference between being gay and gender fluid? Gender fluid don't necessarily mean that you're gay. He had came out and said that he's gay. But he didn't did gay sh- Well, I mean, okay. Because was it him? No, who was it that was snitching on everybody? <laughs> um, it wasn't Billy D. Who was it? It was another one of them old heads coming out talking shit about how everybody was fucking around with everybody else. Damn, what was it? Well, I, I'm not saying that he has not had sexual interactions with men. What I'm saying is that gender fluidity is different than that. Gender fluidity is a representation of how you see yourself. 
Um, he's always been very masculine presenting, though. He's been masculine presenting, but I don't think he views himself as that. Like, but even Lando Calrissian wasn't supposed to be a like he's a pansexual character. Like, I don't think the term pansexual existed when the early Star Wars mm-hmm. came out. But what they said is his character was supposed to be kind of like ready for anything in that regard. And so the new Star Wars, they made him pansexual, which means that you're attracted to a person by their personality, not by anything. Not else. by gender. And or, so yeah. what Childish Gambino was saying was like, by the time you, by the time our society has advanced to all of these different races in space, I mean, at a certain point, you got to be ready to interact with anybody. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how he looked at the character being pansexual. It's like, you know, if all the fucking humans die out except for a handful of them and you on a planet with like a whole bunch of different races, like, you're going to be racist if you just only want to be with humans. Like, no, nah, I don't fuck with them blue people. <laughs> they uh, they blue. <laughs> I ain't used to that. You know, it's probably going to be different, but uh, he described his legacy as a colorful character who doesn't take himself or herself too seriously. Um, and he said, I've tried to be anything except myself and you see i say himself and herself because i also see myself as feminine as well as masculine i'm a very soft person i'm not afraid to show that side of myself so that's kind of like he referred to himself as himself and herself so i don't i don't you know i don't understand that journey but i respect a man at 82 coming out and you know, not being afraid of what people would say about him identifying himself however the hell he want to be identified as. And see, I just... So... That I'm, that doesn't bother me, but Sam Smith... Have you seen Sam Smith lately? Uh-uh. I think I looked him up when we talked about him on the show. Oh, my God. It's just... And I don't know. You know how... Um, I don't know if you... Remember the uh, stages of coming out? Yeah. But you know, you had that stage where you're like, just super like in your face. Everything is like, I'm gay and you're going to like accept it. And, and I feel like he kind of is doing that with his non-binary. Because like he said non-binary, but ever since he said that, he's been wearing heels and makeup and completely... Non-binary is more about non, uh, non-conformity, right? I thought it was not being male. Most of the people that I see that say they're non-binary are more, more like genderless. Like they don't, it's not, they're not overly feminine. They're not overly masculine. They don't identify with either or. He said non-binary. He wants to be they and them. But he's been super feminine since he said that. But- I would think that non-binary does mean what you said, but I, I I think where I differ is that it doesn't mean I don't want to be identified as, I don't want to, I don't want to be exclusively identified as one or the other, but it doesn't mean that I can't shift along that scale when I choose. I t- Wouldn't I think- that be gender fluid? What's the difference between gender fluid then and non-binary? Because what you're describing sounds more like gender fluidity to me. Non-binary is not identifying with either of the one what the existing genders are to me. 
Because what, you, what you're describing is gender fluidity. Well, what you just said makes more sense to me, but I don't think that we can we can create a definition for them. It's kind of like gay and queer. Come, because yeah. if a person who says I, I'm non-binary, meaning I want to use the, I don't want to be classically defined as a man or a woman as him or her or she and he or whatever. I don't want to be identified as those classical things, but I'm going to do what I want to do. Just don't call me either one. I can also see that on gender fluidity, but gender fluidity, they identify themselves as herself and himself. Like they identify, they, they want to be called man and a woman as they represent both of them sides. So I can see both of them being ones where they can choose whichever one they want to be. It's just a matter of what you calling me right now. I don't know. But ever since he made that announcement, and I follow him on Instagram, it's just like, we get it. <laughs> okay. Maybe, so. maybe like, maybe a lot of these terms, and I don't know if this would be offensive to say or not to people who identify them, but maybe for some people, these terms are a way to shift to where you want to be without it being such an overt shift. He just reminded me of David Bowie, and David Bowie never. He just was he who he is. There wasn't no goddamn words for all this shit. But even but there was so many like him, um, Prince, Boy George, Prince too. Uh, Prince out here with blouses and ruffles and shit <laughs> on and shoulder pads. He was, <laughs> but he was still very much fucking wimp. Like he was, I don't know. Prince has always been a weird because women love him and I don't get it. <laughs> Because for the longest time, I was convi- com- um, mixing up him and Tony Braxton. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get Prince. I don't understand the attraction that women have for him. Prince is in another category to me. I'm thinking more David Bowie, Boy George. That's more who Sam Smith is reminding me of now. Like, a lot like Boy George. Uh, I don't know. But it made me want to stop following his goddamn Instagram because I just be like, okay, Sam, shit. When are you coming out with another album? <laughs> Damn. This album going. This album going to have the musical equivalent of glitter on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's going to sound like, but this album going to have a hell of a lot of glitter on that motherfucker. Oh, what is the old um musical guru like? Producer, oh, what is his name? It's not Billy D. I'm trying to think of this other person who was out Quincy here telling Jones. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones was out here telling everybody's business. He was. <laughs> a lot, a lot of shit that goes on now was going on then. People just didn't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like we coming up with terms and stuff, and people want to act like all of these things are just now existing, but. They was Bar- Marlon Brando, and he was he he looked a fool now. But Marlon Brando was one of the most attractive white men in his youth, and he was out here women and men. He had fucking um, what's the comedian? Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. <laughs> Marlon Brando had a lot of people. <laughs> Marlon Brando was out here pulling folks, men and women. Didn't fucking matter. It was happening. People just didn't talk about it. <laughs> um well since we on this topic <laughs> so 
Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union posted their Thanksgiving Day picture and people went crazy because his son, who also went to the Gay Pride Parade, was in the picture with a crop top and a full set of acrylic nails. <laughs> and people, like, it's like, you can't win. If, if D-Wade was angry and was saying, you know, disowning him and he's not my son people would be upset he is embracing who his son is people upset people won't talk shit about it because like now i don't know that i would let my son get a full set we might not go that far with it (laughs) what does a full set mean fake nails so you let your son paint their regular nails the color that the yeah. set nails would be, but you wouldn't let we him wouldn't get go a full, full set. set. Why not? With, I don't. I don't French know. tip. That yeah, we wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you can go get your nails painted, but I don't know. I just and it isn't even about again. So I feel like as a parent, you have a there's like this line of wanting your child to be who they are, but also knowing how the world is going to respond and trying to protect them and a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, like, finding that balance. I don't think protecting them is the answer. I think preparing them is the answer. Because if you don't let them have a full set for 18 years and they go get their first full set when they're 19 and don't know how to respond to how the world going to respond to them, what? then you ain't done your job. Well, he going to having the nails back. Like, the shit that he already is going to be doing for me is going to be helping him prepare for when he decides to go as far as he wants to go with it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't allow anything. I just, and D Wade is a different story. His son's life is not the life of what my kid would be having. His school and all, none of that would be the same. <laughs> then if his regular painted nails would provide him the same experience as a full set, then it having wouldn't. a full set wouldn't make a difference. No, I think you would get more shit for Because, like, there are straight men that paint their nails now. Colors, I don't know why. It was a, it was a thing. So... No, I think he would get more negative attention for a fool. Then and like, I think he need to be prepared for the more negative attention then. To me, I don't think, I mean, creating a safer experience for somebody that might jump off onto the deep end on their own and not be prepared for it, but to me, would be more important. I would be building up his esteem and who he is so that when he did, because like you see, I just, I look at the, the suicide rate among some of these, I don't want that to be my kid. I don't want me to say, you you go out and you do whatever it is you want to do and it's great and people start bullying him and he killed himself because I was trying to But if your be. kids say this full set is who I am and you're saying I can't have this, then some we know sometimes in those cases of kids that commit suicide, it ain't about the bullies, it's about the parents stifling that who they are perception that they have but i feel like it's the parents who completely say you can't do shit you're a boy you're gonna be a boy i don't think it's parents that are trying to i get this is who you are let's figure out how we can let you be who you are in a way that isn't going to create more mental stress for you like i think me working with the kid is different than a parent just saying you a boy you don't need to do shit like no you ain't gonna be able to wear this dress and no you not can't you can't paint your nails and that i'm not saying that i'm gonna be like you need to just be a boy but i feel like there are limits just like with anything else that i would limit my child from doing i feel like i would have some limits 
where you would be able to go in my household just because I know what that could turn into because like if his nails had just been painted and it wasn't a full set because it's I'm like when you got a full it's <laughs> it's a lot more obvious um I think he, it if his nails had just been painted it wouldn't have been as big of a blow up as it as this was because it's very apparent that he got and I mean at this point I don't even know why anybody surprised that D-Wade's son got a, did you see him at Pride of course he got a full set on what do you mean? I don't know I there are limits there are limits to me a full set ain't in that limits a full I mean, set I, ain't in that limit. I feel like, like the school, fake fingernails ain't in that I limit. feel like the school would probably call you about that they will call me about it and they're going to have a meeting that they don't want to have. <laughs> you know, like, I'm very conscious. I'm very involved with my son. Y'all know who I am and what I do. If my son come to school with a fucking full set of fingernails, you know that it was with my knowledge and with my approval. So, what? <laughs> what you want me to do about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, that that ain't the limit. I mean, it's a lot of shit that goes on in the, the young gay community that I would have a problem with. You know what I'm saying? In terms of parties and stuff, just mm -hmm. as I would with, you know, my young daughters or sons who would be going out to parties and stuff. I just know that when you have a group of kids that are deeply stigmatized like and oppressed like the gay community, when they're young, they have to be gay in secret. And even if your child ain't, the people that they're around may be trying to create such secret traditions and secret stuff that... You kind of you got to be careful with with who they running into in that in that environment. But that's why it would be a conversation that he and I would have about okay, what's the middle ground? You know what I'm saying? Like I would want him to be involved. Again, it wouldn't be me just being like, hell no, you ain't finna get no goddamn fool. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, well, for me, there has to be middle ground with how he interacts with the world because of some of the damage other people may have incurred to this lifestyle and some of the secrecy that other people have incurred in this mm -hmm. lifestyle. But full set ain't a middle ground thing. It's like, okay, you can get a full set. Now, if he won't, I don't know, if he want to get like a, uh, want to get a sew in with where they be doing the helicopter shows and stuff and I have mean, that on his head, daughter, maybe that's different. But. My daughter at his age wouldn't have a, I don't even think, full sets is like more like a, a late teenage thing. Like I wouldn't even let, that same age my daughter she wouldn't be sitting in there and i mean i went and got my um nails done in a salon and a lot of parents like girl parents they let them get their they get a manicure you don't get a full set because it's i don't know it's just a little that's like a little older of a thing um so i don't even know that at that age i would even let my daughter get a full set of acrylic nails it's not good for your nails <laughs> um I don't know. Your kid probably wouldn't want to do it because you don't do it. No. Anyway, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't necessarily have to be exposed to that part of, of the world, mm -hmm. you know? But I don't know. I, I think there would be boundaries. I just don't know exactly where they are. To me, full sets don't make a difference. I mean, and, and the reality is, it's people out here who hate me because I'm black. Can't change that. It's people out here who don't like me because I'm a man. Can't change that. Um, it's some people who I don't know if they hate me because I'm straight, but they at least really, really know that there's a straight privilege thing out here composed uh, compared to other sexualities. Have you seen the picture? And I just know that 
I'm not concerned with what other people do. You can blow. I mean, you know, make it a little bigger. I see. I'm not concerned with what other people. Like for me, I wouldn't even say. want my daughter his age to have. That's just it's too much. Black. I think at the point like. You see his son, like you see what he's been at the point that his because some kids maturity in some areas and their confidence in some areas and their desire to portray themselves a certain way in some area is much further than their parents can conceptualize and will ever be. So I just think you gotta gauge your son, man. I just some kids out here advanced in that life to a degree that much of anything you do is going to feel like stifling them and holding them back. You know, sometimes it's just about being the best guy that you can be for whatever they got going on. I'm sure D-Wade going to have problems with this and he can afford the therapy or he can afford the assistance or whatever he needs to help his son compensate for what issues can come from it. You know, like you were saying about, you know, your kids won't have that life. Yeah, it's a different, it's a bit of a difference in what he's able to provide just because of who he is. And so, um, and also, I mean, but also my kid wouldn't have millions of people talking shit about him because I'm not famous. So, like, his kid is exposed to a lot more people because of who his dad is. And so a lot more people... Um, have access to what he's doing and what he has going on, and so people saw that picture and they went in on him. And that's fine. And you know, the essence of what I'm saying that I want everybody to understand what I'm saying is that there is a very fine balance between what you think is appropriate for your child and being supportive for your child and to supportive to your child and figuring out the balance my goal above anything will make sure that my child knows that they daddy support the shit out of them whoever they are whatever they are whatever they want to achieve whatever they desire and it's just going to be really important that you communicate to them where your boundaries are why you have them and helping them navigate through that thing until they get to a point that you're ready for even if you're saying that my son ain't gonna have a full set at his at that age, but at sixteen, maybe that's different, a different conversation to have, you know, or maybe you'll never have these outside. But and shit, by the time we looking at sixteen years, well plus, because I'm not <laughs> with nobody, I don't even know what the world is gonna be like by the time I have a kid where I will be making these decisions because I'm not a parent yet and nowhere near being a parent, so. With the way that the world is moving, I don't know. Who knows by the time I have a kid what that'll look like. But I applaud D-Way. I feel like he wasn't going to be able to win with this situation regardless. If he was upset and angry and, and was stifling his son, then you would have had a group of people that would have been like, that's terrible. You need to let your son be who he is. You're supposed to love your kids unconditionally. He is letting his kid be who he is. And now you got people that are saying you out here letting him do all of this and encouraging it and talking shit. So like he wasn't going to win. He, you know, he just kind of had to figure out for himself what he wanted to do for his family. I applaud and you, Wade, man, because I feel like I mean, clearly that money money is a lot of fucking burdens you got in your life. But D-Wade has come to the support of all these motherfuckers. He done come to the support of Gabrielle Union, 
where she just got fired from uh, America's Got Talent for speaking up against some bullshit. Yeah, that for was speaking going up on. against yeah. the shit that's going on in the show. Her hairstyles were too black, and Jay Leno made Y'all a racist Chinese joke and a uh, racist Asian joke and all of this different stuff. So, and he came out with a supportive tweet and for his son. I mean. D Wade is a long-term athlete with a whole bunch of peers that got sons that's playing basketball. You think he wouldn't like he don't envision a world where he's his son was a basketball aspiring basketball star so he could teach his son, you know, the essence of what he he loves and he he's done for his career. You know, the fact that he don't have that and he's able to be this supportive to whatever his son is is something that probably a lot of his peers wouldn't be tolerating. I mean, I just, if LeBron's son was on this shit, I don't. I just don't feel like I don't know. I don't feel like LeBron to be tolerating that shit. I don't think. I think Magic Johnson is a lot more accepting of EJ now, but before, I, I don't think. I think that was a area of contention in between them too. Man, I wish my daddy would have AIDS and me trying to talk shit about my life. <laughs> HIV, nigga, shut up! You got HIV. You was fucking bitches while you was with mama. Better leave me alone. Let me do what I want to do. You haven't HIV done fucked me up, matter of fact. Shit. EJ. Whew, he just. Feminine clothing on. He, he looks so much like his dad, and he's such a big guy that sometimes I'd be like, EJ, what the fuck you got on, bruh? This ain't it. There are ways for you to dress for your size and your body type. I don't care man, woman, whatever. You have to dress for your body type. Sometimes he don't. I see him in outfits sometimes and I'm like, you looked in the mirror. See, you don't understand out. what his his hierarchy of importance is. <laughs> his hierarchy of importance is not dressing for my body type and everything under that. His hierarchy starts at do this make my ass pop. <laughs> And then he puts on whatever wins that hierarchy. Sometimes that being at the top of his hierarchy does not include fitting my body type as well. Sometimes the ass got to pop without the body type correlating with that. Okay? That's how it be. He be looking rough. Women be like that. Lizzo. Lizzo hierarchy ain't body appropriateness with what I wear with body appropriateness. It's It's not. not. No. It's self-confidence and showing the world that I don't give a fuck what y'all got to say and that shit comfortable shit don't fit in that yeah. comfortable for her or us <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think but D, I don't know D-Wade son I, I think he gonna be a better dresser than, than EJ of course of course he got a stylish family he does EJ looks I can cool. see Gabriel you be like Look, no, nobody cared that you gay, but I cared that you got on them <laughs> dumbass heels. You need to change that shit. They don't, we don't wear that kind of shit in this family. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about the sexuality. It's about the style. Like, I, I just, they a stylish family, man. They He dressed stylish. She dressed stylish. He ain't on no bullshit like uh, Cam Newton and Cam um, be doing the Russell most. Westbrook and them weird dressing niggas out there. You oh, know? they be doing too much. Like, nigga, what you got on? I get that you want to be, like, stylish and fashion forward, but this ain't it. This is not it. Jesus. Yeah. Well, we had two hours and ten minutes. Oh, shit. All right. So, we at the end. Okay. Uh, I was going to talk about a couple more things. Um, I was going to talk about Summer Walker and her anxiety, and she tripping. 
Summer Walker basically went to Toronto for her show and was posting pictures on her Instagram about being in Toronto, loving it, being with Drake, hanging out, and was three hours late to her show (laughs) (laughs) after posting all of that shit. (laughs) Now, she said that, you know, she went where people told her to go when she was supposed to be there. She said, I didn't know I was three hours late. I went on the stage as soon as people told me to go on the stage, and that was the time. But we already know she got that social anxiety, and she ain't really trying to fuck with appearances and all of that shit. So, ain't no telling. She could be telling the truth. She could be lying. Another one is Pete Buttigieg said that being gay allows him to relate to black voters. Um, I wish people would stop comparing. That The, the only thing I hate is the compare and contrast, okay? Uh, gay people are oppressed in this country. Black people are oppressed in this country. A gay person's oppression, to me, is not my problem. Uh, and black oppression to a gay person that's not black is not their problem. Now, we can be allies to their causes. We can uh, try our best to understand it and try our best to come to their aid of helping them through their system, but I, I'm just not going to say that I understand what it's like to be gay because I know what black oppression feels mm-hmm. like. It's different. I mean, I know, like, if, 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 if the room that me and you in right now started closing in on us, and just kept closing in until we can barely feel it. Like, I understand that part of oppression, you know, but I don't know what it feels like to be oppressed as a gay person. Mm-hmm. And it's completely different than blackness, you know? So it's like, it's a it's a limit, a threshold to what you can understand of another person's oppression just because it's oppression versus the specific kind of oppression. I have no idea how it feels to be a woman. Part of it is because the oppression that comes from women comes from motherfuckers like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It, it's just Pete, he polling high. He polling higher than a lot of other people right now. He polling up with Joe Biden, I think. At least in Iowa, which is a swing state, which is an important state for a lot of politicians. Mm-hmm. But he fucking up. Like he, I don't know how he going to even earn. I don't even know how he going to get the black community trust. Even uh even the Saturday Night Live skit with the debate on it, you know, said that we have a very diverse team. And then he said, um, from young to old, from um east to west, from eggshell to white bread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so it's like if Saturday Night Live joking about it, then it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just found a funny way to say the truth true shit. You know, so he got to figure out how to do that. You can be a Toys R Us kid again. Apparently, they're coming back. I was never a Toys R Us kid. Well, anybody that wanted to be a Toys R Us kid that was sad about them going bankrupt, they coming back. If apparently. you go into Toys R Us as an adult, it just if you went into that as an adult, it just wasn't the same. No. It wasn't the same Mm-mm. because it's just expensive. Like, you look at shit as bills when you grown as hell. Like, <laughs> everything in a store you go in is dollar signs. And when you're a kid, everything you go in a store is fun. Yep. Ooh-wee, look at that. Golly, I want one of them. Mama! Don't but when touch you grow, nothing. When <laughs> yeah. you grow, man, I can't so afford shit in here but batteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the, uh, what the revamp is going to look like. I don't know, man. They need to get rid of that giraffe. And if it's going to be successful. Who well, the fuck, why the fuck was the giraffe? Uh, fuck special about that nigga? 
Well, toy store, like specialty stores, Target, Walmart, Amazon, like stores that sell everything kind of have like fucked up specialty stores. So like, I don't know how successful a, a toy store is going to be in 2019 going into 2020 when you could buy shit online and it'd be cheaper and you get it shipped to your house and you got to go fight no crowds. And elbow no other parents to get the last American Girl doll. Like, I just don't know. Specialty stores, eh, I don't know. It ain't looking good for them just because of, like, the big box stores or the, the places that sell everything. You can get everything in one place. Toys the rest, you got to go there just to buy toys. Nothing else. <laughs> it's a special trip. Gotcha. Um, But that's it. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.